Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. To find out more or to add your support for as little as a dollar a month, visit patreon.com slash manowaker. Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm CB Drogi. It's an end-of-year tradition on Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast to present one of my own stories. And so I am pleased to read for you today, Cookie's Leverage. Cookie dangled. It was his own fault. He had trespassed in the administrator's garden again. He could usually get in and out with what he needed without getting caught, but this time he had been too slow, or the guard had been too shrewd. Did they know he had promised Lady Fontaine a large sweet fruit tart? Had the trap been set just for him? Oh well. Trespassing fines had just become part of doing business for him in the last few years. It wasn't fair, of course. These spaces were meant to be for everyone. The administrator had now claimed nearly all the greens in the district as his own gardens. The only spaces left to the common man were tiny patches of treeless grass among and atop the tenure towers. When Cookie had been a boy, it hadn't been so. He and his mother had spent many joyous days among the trees and small animals of the greens. They had played on the bridges and performed for each other in the old Terran-style amphitheaters. They had picked fruit for the small pastries, for which his mother had been famous. Now, though, he was trapped in a comically large cage, dangling from a sweet fruit tree he had picnicked under as a youth. He wasn't looking forward to confronting the administrator again, but he hoped the guard would be along soon to let him down. It had only been a half hour and he was already getting bored. At least this was better than the last time, when the administrator's guard captain, a garrison shapeshifter from off-station called Lausus, had leapt upon him in the form of a tiger. That had been a bad day. He'd had to pay the trespassing fine, of course, but he'd also lost an important client and ruined his favorite pants. As if on cue from his thoughts, a large beast wandered into the clearing around the tree. It was nearly as tall as a man and stood on four sturdy-looking legs. Its back was swooped above a heavy torso, and its head was long with prominent nostrils. A horse, maybe? Horses were long since extinct, of course, like tigers and most other earth fauna, and were kept that way by the highest solar laws against genetic resurrection. But Cookie had seen pictures of horses in old storybooks when he was a child, fanciful stories from old earth. His mother had had a large volume of them, with whimsical illustrations on every few pages. A rather ostentatious choice of form for the guard captain to be strutting around in. Captain Lauesis, Cookie called out to the guard captain. You got me again. He tried to put some levity in his voice, but didn't think he was succeeding. This is rather uncomfortable, though. Could you let me down? The horse stared directly at Cookie for a long moment, then stepped closer, walking under the cage to where it was lashed to the tree. Thank you, Cookie called down. It's getting late, and you didn't even leave me a book. A few moments passed, and Cookie heard a crunching sound from beneath the cage. He couldn't see what the guard captain was doing, but it didn't feel like the cage was getting any lower. Captain, are you... He paused to listen for a moment longer, then tried to peer around the floor of the cage unsuccessfully. Are you eating a sweet fruit down there? 
The crunching continued. I know keeping a large form like that probably takes a lot of energy, but do you think you could have dinner after you let me down? The crunching continued. Cookie sighed and sat back against the bars to wait. Another quarter hour passed. This has been fun, Captain, he said. The guard captain had stopped crunching, but was still not visible under the cage. But it's getting dark, and I really should be on my way. Silence. I get it, Cookie continued. You've made your point. I won't trespass again. A strange sound came from the beast. A guttural, percussive sound. Was that what horses sounded like? Was something wrong with the guard captain? Was he stuck in this form somehow? Cookie thought back to the tiger which had attacked him. After the attack had been over and his pants irrevocably soiled, he had realized the animal was actually quite silly in design. It had looked like a huge orange and black patchwork toy cat. Had the guard captain talked to him while in that form? If he was stuck as a horse for some reason, maybe he couldn't speak Solstan. Maybe he couldn't even think in words. Captain? Cookie called down. Are you all right? The only answer was that strange guttural braying, and then the guard captain stepped back into view. Cookie pushed his face against the bars. Twilight was quickly turning to night, but he could see the outline of the dark creature against the bright grass. He sighed. He was not going to be getting out of this cage for a while, but being trapped in a horse, that must be even worse. I don't know if you can understand me, Loessis, he said, trying to sound reassuring. I don't know if you're sick or... I don't know much about your people's shape-shifting, but whatever is going on with you, I'm certain it can be fixed. With patience and provenance, well, someone will surely be along soon to find us both. The beast turned around to look at him, its eyes shining yellow-green in the meager light, then slowly lay in the grass. Yeah, Cookie agreed. I suppose we should both get some rest. He pulled his face back from the cage bars and lay on his back with his hands behind his head. There was plenty of space in the cage to stretch out. Even if he had been the size of that beast below, he'd be mostly comfortable in here. A pillow would help, but he'd slept in worse places. Through the top of the cage and the branches of the massive sweetfruit tree, he could just make out the advancing ribbon of light. Morning was arriving for the opposite side of the ring. He watched for a time as the ribbon slowly advanced across the sky, and stars began to appear on either side of it. He turned his head toward where he could hear the guard captain breathing on the ground below. You still awake down there, Loessis? He was answered with a heavy snort. I can't sleep either, he said. He waited a few moments, then propped himself up on one elbow so he could see the beast. You know why this is so unfair, Loessis? Snort. I don't just mean me being in this cage. I mean the whole situation we're in. Silence. You only came to Zeta Crescia about a decade ago, so you didn't know my mother. His elbow was starting to hurt, so he lay back down on the steel bottom of the cage and continued talking toward the advancing ribbon of light in the sky. If anyone should be claiming these greens as their own, and no one should, I don't think, but if anyone should, it should be me. Snort. My mother started in the palace kitchens, but soon she had to take up her own space on the main square. Her torts and pies were famous across the ring and brought in clients from all over. It was her fame that brought name to our small town. Snort. Cookie went on without really thinking. 
He talked about the crowds that his mother's shop brought to the town, and how that spawned a great increase in business for everyone, allowing the town to flourish and expand. He talked about the rise of the administrator, and how he had used his new influence and power to grab more and advance his own position, building up his own palace rather than investing in the infrastructure of the town. He talked about how the administrator started claiming all the greens. For a long time, he rambled, amicably, despite the anger in his heart. But eventually, sleep claimed him. When he woke, the ribbon and stars had vanished, and the green was bright around him. Snort. He sat up and looked out of his cage. Captain Lewisus was munching grass, the morning sunlight shining across his sleek brown pelt. In this light, Cookie could see the creature in detail. It was significantly more impressive-looking than the tiger form. It didn't even have... Cookie felt a knot form in his stomach as he came to a realization. Seams. The tiger looked patchwork because of the way Captain Loisus was fit together. His individual members could change shape and work together, but never become a single entity. This horse, then... Cookie looked round at the cage in which he was being held, remembered the way some of the sweet fruit was piled at the base of the tree last night. Wide-eyed, he looked down at the horse, who looked back at him placidly. From a distance, the sound of stomping feet and Captain Lawissus's commanding voice. The horse started and quietly trotted out of the clearing and out of sight in the other direction. Cookie closed his mouth and tried to compose his face. He had a role to play. He had been stuck here all night with nothing to do, and he was indignant. The guard captain could not know he had seen the horse. Not yet. He had to play this right. As his mother always said, with patience and providence, he could fix anything. This has been Cookie's Leverage, written by C.B. Drogi. For more information about Manowaker Studios' other projects, including books and games, visit manowaker.com, which is also where you should go to learn more about the authors featured on this podcast or to get details about submitting a story. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manowaker Studios' director of Dice is Ben Baston. I'm C.B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at C.B. D-R-O-E-G-E. Thank you for listening to Season 4 of Manowaker Studios' Flash Fiction Podcast. We'll be back in February for our fifth season. Happy Holidays!